Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Laura Rutledge is already here. We're happy to have her. So um, you came in yesterday or today? Yesterday. Yeah. I came in uh, last night, got you know great flight all the way here to Little Rock and in one of my favorite states in Arkansas. Glad to be with you guys. Well, it's great to have you back, and I know we were just talking in the break. You're about to go back to work after some maternity leave. Congrats on the Thank new you. addition. So Thank you got you. Uh, one of each now, right? I got a boy, little boy, Jack, and uh, who is a tank, by the way. I don't know. It's I like, saw the pic. This dude is huge. All of a sudden, too. Like yeah. He started out he was 7 pounds, 6 ounces. He's 3 months old and he's enormous and compared to Reese who I didn't realize she was our first kid but she was relatively small mm-hmm. this guy's a I don't know he's an offensive lineman in the making or something we'll, we'll have to see what happens how old is she now she is going to be four in October okay how's she, how's she receiving uh new brother you know it's been up and down. Okay. Like, and she loves him. She's obsessed with him. But I think the sharing of attention can kind of be difficult. Anyone else who's gone through this can relate. But I, I am thankful that she thinks he's great. So just sometimes she doesn't think mom and dad are great because we're not giving her what she's used to getting when it comes to attention. But she's really adjusted well. So um, the, the funny thing about her is she seems to have, like, a cuteness aggression toward him. So mm-hmm. she's like, I want to eat him alive. And I'm like, me too. But we can't do that. So <laughs> yeah, it's, <good. laughs> it's a mix of balancing all of that. You got something over there? Uh, I'm just befuddled. Why? Is that a good word? Sure. They've just moved kickoff of the Arkansas game. Just now? Yes. What? They're kicking off at noon now. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, the Razorbacks tweeted this out. This is the official Arkansas Razorback football page. <laughs> but I looked over and saw noon. I thought you were going to tell me Kent State's at noon next week. No. Why? What? We get to play Heat, football maybe? sooner. Kickoff moved up to noon for Saturday season opener versus Western Carolina. Wow, the Weird. countdown just got shorter, guys. I mean, <laughs> baseball, it happens That's a lot. That's a positive thing, right? <laughs> yeah. we got to completely adjust our entire like programming lineup, too. Yeah, it's going to change a lot of things. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. I wonder. That'll be interesting. Someone will have to explain the reasoning probably on that, I would heat? think. I mean, you it, think? It could be heat. I well, don't know. Sam Pittman said last week that he was excited about getting back to Fayetteville early. That's why he won an early kickoff as opposed yeah. to waiting until an evening game. And I was like, well, if you're worried about getting back, play it at 11 when it's not so hot. Right. Uh, I, it is interesting because that does factor in with these guys. Like, it, it seems it, just there's not enough hours in the week, especially with how they manage college football now. So sometimes the advantage of the earlier game especially week one you know you get a little bit more time to prepare they sent out a press release just now the Razorbacks and Catamounts were originally if you read me a press release we got Laura on them and beat you (laughs) with the weather forecast calling for temperatures in the mid 90s and high humidity Saturday afternoon shifting the game time will allow for safer conditions for the student athletes and those in attendance all right there you we go. Like wow. That. Very good. All right. Well, let's talk Third to you. What, what is, uh, obviously, you've had a lot going on, but what is going through your mind the week of the first games here in uh, in college football? And then you'll be going through this with the NFL in a couple weeks, too. Yeah. I, I can't wait. I mean, I think it's just the most exciting time of the year. And I'm, I'm a total football dweeb, but I think everyone can relate to that. And the, the interesting thing about this year, too, is because of all the changes that are still ongoing in college football, I feel like we got to savor it more. This is the last year that things are going to look this way. You, you talk specifically about the SEC, the last year of our divisions, the last year that you've got exactly this amount of teams, you know, Oklahoma joining, Texas joining, who knows who else. Uh, you never know. Uh, and for me, I, I just think kind of savoring it and being almost a little bit nostalgic, we, we all should approach it that way. But I'm really excited, and I'm, I'm excited for Arkansas. I mean, I, I've said this a couple times, but I truly think that K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders, probably one of the best if not the best one-two punch at quarterback and running back in the country we'll see what the defense can do it can only go up from where it was last year Uh, but I think Arkansas fans should be really excited about this season 
Yeah, I think they are. And uh, you know, what what is your pecking order? What have you have you started thinking about how you expect things to play? We were just talking to Clint Sterner, who right. I know you've worked with before. Oh, I love Clint. Yeah. yeah, he was saying good things about you too. So, um, <laughs> but he was he's kind of got A and M a little bit higher on the radar than maybe some people do. Doesn't think LSU's going to live up to the hype. Yeah, you know, it's funny because to answer your first question, pecking order, and this is where it stinks for Arkansas fans because you got to put Alabama up top in the West. I, I still think they're going to be king. There's question marks, but I still think I would have LSU too. But I, I see why. There could be some concerns. I mean, the reality with LSU is people are basing it off of last year, but they do return a lot of people, and they do bring Brian Kelly back, which I, I think is a huge key in all of this. He impressed people. He, he sort of burst on the scene. But things are going to be determined, I think, potentially week one. And I'm not saying that even if they lose to FSU, LSU's out of the mix. We all know it's week one. Things can change. But we'll have an indicator of if they're going to live up to the hype and it's hard there in baton rouge now post 2019 national championship if you're not living up to the hype so they'll have to deal with that if they if they do drop that game i I don't think they will but they could then i have a&m and then i have arkansas Mm -hmm. um and then you know everybody else kind of fills in behind that to me a&m and arkansas are kind of interchangeable and i actually feel disrespectful to arkansas putting a&m ahead of them the reason why i'm doing it is because of that talent in that recruiting class last year uh, that didn't live up to the the hype in year one but those guys were freshmen i mean the fact that jimbo fisher held on to a lot of those fellows we, we thought a lot of them would transfer he held on to them they were able to continue on and say all right let's try this again you know let's get y'all some experience and try it again i think they could be more talented than people are saying their schedule is more favorable than arkansas schedule because it's the age-old story that arkansas has the worst schedule in college football no doubt. i don't understand why that keeps happening but it does LSU, A&M, at least it's a neutral site, but you got Ole Miss. I mean, it's just kind of Alabama. You go down such a gauntlet there like late September through October that that's where I think it gets really tough for Arkansas. And why a lot of people, even though they respect the Razorbacks, don't pick them ahead of an A&M just purely on the schedule. Yeah, well, for LSU and A&M, to me, better quarterback and better coach, I'm going to lean towards LSU. So I, I will, I will yeah. give them the uh, the credit. With all due respect to Jimbo, and again, we're still not sure how the marriage will work with, with Bobby and, and Jimbo. Do so. you guys think that's going to work? I mean, you, you probably have familiarity with Bobby. I, I just, to me, that feels like it might kind of work for a couple games and maybe there's going to be some blow-ups, but yeah. uh, we'll see. Well, Bobby's <laughs> been humbled repeatedly, and so we'll see if Very the tour true. continues here. Yep. And, uh, he's obviously, you know, can help himself a little bit too. I'm sure he has aspirations to become a head coach again. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, good point. Okay, so you got something else? I was going to move on and ask the uh, question. I'm sure you get a lot, which is, which do you prefer? Which do you follow more closely as a fan, uh, college or pro? Oh, college. Okay. I, I mean, I love, I love covering the NFL. It's been really fun, and actually, the connection of watching college players that I've covered have success at the pro level has been really cool for yeah. me. Um, I love the NFL draft. You know, it, that's kind of the the ushering in of that new era of guys that I'm like, well, I've been watching him play for four years or three years, you know, depending on the player. So, But college is just like the heartbeat of all football, I think. There's a different feel to the pros, and it's still special to me, but I think there's nothing quite like college football. And um, I don't know, you guys can probably see it by the smile on my face. I, I can't wait to get it going again. Yeah, that's how we feel too, for sure. What about Florida? Arkansas plays Florida late in the season. What do you expect out of Napier in year two? I think it could be really bad, um, and I hate to say that. I'm Florida grad <laughs> it, here. It, it, I know. It stinks because they just should be better, but the problem is the rest of the East has gotten better. You think about a team like Arkansas – 
that's a really tough game for Florida and, and where it falls in the season. Yeah. And, you know, Arkansas could be in a really good position there. They also could be really hungry depending on how things have gone because they've just gone through that gauntlet that we talked about in the SEC West. They may want to come in and say, ah, let's take out some of our anger on these Gators. And I just think that the issue in today's college football world is so many of these teams are are so ready to move on from coaches. And I'm not saying that they should have held on to Dan Mullen. I'm not saying that, you know, you look back and some of the hires they've made, but even all the way back to Will Muschamp. Like, was Will Muschamp that bad? You know, I, I think now Florida fans would say, heck yeah, we'd take Will Muschamp. And, mm-hmm. and, and who knows? It's, it's all revisionist history. But I do think they're in a tough spot because Napier maybe is on a hot seat this year, even though people are saying preseason. Some people say he is. Some people say it's not that hot. I think the issue is who else are you going to go get? And who wants that job? Because it's becoming a more and more difficult job based on the criticism that you're going to get from the fan base that expects to be a college football playoff contender. The one interesting thing for them in, you know, kind of illustrating or maybe instructive on the struggles I think they'll have this year, at least the playoff is expanding down the road. Maybe you could get somebody that says, all right, I can go in. It's such a rich state when it comes to talent and some of the things they can do. It's still a national brand, although it's it needs to kind of become more of a big deal if it wants to maintain that um but yeah I, I i the other thing is i think we need to see some sign of life offensively that makes you say napier is doing what he was brought in to do and and that's where what i'm going to really be looking at more than even wins and losses but florida fans hate to hear that Laura Ruthers joining us and uh, i want to talk more about you know what your thoughts are on the upcoming season but i'm also curious about how you manage your job we had herbie here last year and he Obviously, had a lot of his play. I mean, he was very good with us, but you could tell like his mind was somewhat elsewhere because of all the preparation. <laughs> yeah. And the NFL games, I mean, that's a lot of preparation when you're doing the actual broadcast. Yeah. Doing what you all do from a studio standpoint is incredibly difficult, too. How do you manage your time when the two sort of crash together? Yeah, um, I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, it's funny, like an illustration of my day. The other thing that I'm also doing is Monday Night Football sideline on five games this year. So in addition to NFL Live during the week and then SEC Nation on the weekend, then some of these times I'll be doing a Monday Night football game plus NFL live on site and all that jazz. Um, the, the thing about the NFL is that it's a relatively smaller amount of people um, just in general. The rosters aren't as large and it's names that everybody's talking about. In college football, especially in the transfer portal age, I'm sure you guys have found this too. You're like, well, who mm. the heck's on anybody's team? I, you sit there and you're trying to sift through it and I'm like, all right, so now, you know, Florida's got grammars. So you got all these different players everywhere and you got to try to figure out where everybody is, which is one thing. Um, but I I, like, I just try to manage every single bit of my time. So it, it's not the most fun life sometimes, but I'm also really thankful for it. Um, like this morning, you know, I, I was listening to Mina Kimes' podcast on the NFL also watching some Arkansas stuff and then also on a bunch of calls preparing for SEC Nation's rundown. So, you know, kind of thinking how we're going to stack the show this weekend with week one. That was just, you know, since 7 a.m. So yeah. <laughs> it just depends on. And, and what I'll probably do this afternoon when I'm flying back is a little bit more NFL prep. And then I'll try to look ahead to some of the stuff that I have for the week two Monday night football game, which is a Carolina Panthers game against the Saints. So it, it's just like, you know, my brain is scrambled eggs, but, um, I don't know. I always remind myself, like, I could have never dreamed of doing any of this back when I started and when I decided that this is what I wanted to do for my career. So um, I think if you get overwhelmed, you kind of look at it through a prism of thankfulness and everything sort of dissipates when it comes to the negativity. When we watch you on TV, you have a lot of uh, grace and you seem like you're taking it all very, you know, like it's all easy to you. Do you what stresses you out, if anything? Is there anything oh, that gets you great, kind of on edge? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's funny, like I used to, the nerves used to really get me 
And I realized kind of, uh, I, I guess I've been doing, I've, I've been at ESPN since 2014. SEC Network launch was when I started. And probably in the first, like, three years of my time at ESPN, I would I would look back and I'd be like, man, I really stunk on that because the nerves were getting me. It wasn't because I wasn't prepared or I wasn't good. It was just like I was too dang nervous, you know. <laughs> so I was like, I got to stop this, you know, mind over matter. And uh, it sounds corny, but I really just tell myself, like, don't let that be a factor. So I think that's kind of one of the main things, and that's helped me a lot. But the thing that stresses me the most is not being prepared and being scared of making a mistake. But I think what I've come to terms with is that I'm going to make mistakes because I'm just on TV too much to like not make mistakes. And it, it's it's like, okay, so what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I'm going to make a mistake, and then I'm going to have to say, guys, I made a mistake. I was wrong about that, or I forgot this person or that person. I think sometimes not acting like you're perfect and, mm-hmm. and letting people realize that, you know, we're all just human and we're all making mistakes right and left actually makes people like you more. So I'm not going to make a habit of making mistakes, yeah. but <laughs> I'm trying to be a little bit kinder to myself when it comes to that. Well, David Basil has made a career of that out of his morning show. So I mean, they are, they are happy. He goes, oh, it's, it's great because the listeners feel involved because they'll call and correct us. I'm like, yeah. David, but you should know what you're talking about. Oh, my so. God. He was telling me last night about the one time when he choked on that piece of steak. And, and, and great like, clip. And I need to find it. I need to listen to it. He said you all replay it a lot, so I'm going to have to I'm gonna look that one up. But, yeah. um, that made me laugh. I, I was like, that's, that is something that, um, knock on wood, I've never like, I've, I've actually, you know, been on air sick, which I guess in this day and age is not really a good thing to say, but, um, I, I there have been times when I thought I'd have a coughing attack, but I never like choked on a piece of steak. Yeah. So well, you don't probably eat while you're broadcasting <laughs> either, I try not which to. is a good move. I know. That's sort of the morning oh show. God. That's how they do their thing. So right. what was your plan? You, you said you never dreamed this. What, what was your plan? Yeah, um, well, prior to college, I thought I was going to be a professional ballet dancer, so I was really uh, chasing that dream and ended up realizing at the last minute it was never going to be what I wanted it to be. So thank goodness I had applied, I had in-state academic scholarship to Florida and Florida State, and I kind of flipped a coin and said, I'm just going to go to Florida, which of course I ended up there from 07 to 11, some of the best times in Florida sports history, like that's what everybody's <laughs> chasing to go back to. Um, so I, I, I was uh, actually needed some extra money because I was spending a bunch of my scholarship on ballet classes. I didn't realize my scholarship money was going to those, which was um, a rookie mistake. And somebody said, well, you have a good voice for radio. Like, you should go to the on-campus radio station. They pay six bucks an hour. I was like, oh, cool. You know, <laughs> I went up there and uh, they had one opening. It was in sports and the rest is history. I did not know much about sports. I had I had a very arts-based background, but I realized it was a challenge that, in a weird way, was like similar to the perfect I was trying to attain with ballet and, and that was where it all started. But my goal in college was I thought if I could just be Florida's radio sideline reporter, I would have made it. And I still think that'd be a great job. Like I, I anything that's happened in addition to that or in addition to what I initially thought I would do has just been so much icing on the cake. And um, it's why I love events like being here today and um, the Little Rock Touchdown Club and everything that goes on because I know there's going to come a time where nobody wants to hear me speak or nobody wants my picture or nobody wants my <laughs> autograph. I can't even believe anybody would want that, you know. So um, I, I'm very thankful for this time, and I know it's relatively fleeting probably. Yeah. Talking to Laura Rutledge, if you're just tuning in again here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, she'll be speaking to the group here coming up in a little bit i think a lot of people are probably curious about your co-workers as i was preparing for today i saw their send off to you and uh, shed a few tears yes. and obviously 
you can't fake it. You guys have a good relationship. You guys are clearly friends off the set, too. What's it been like working with those folks and building that relationship? Yeah, I'm so mad at them for that. The draft, they surprised me with that video, and it made me cry. I'm like, I'm not trying to cry up here on TV. But, um, no, I mean, the NFL Live group has been so special. Mina Kimes is such a unicorn in this business. She's fascinating and so incredibly talented, such an amazing football mind. But one of the funniest people, I mean, if, if I know this is, like, annoying when people are like, oh, if you could see our group chat. But it really is so funny and so good and entertaining, and we do support each other so much. Marcus Spears, who I've known since the inception of the SEC Network, is one of my all-time favorite people in life. He is everything that he appears to be on TV. Mm-hmm. He's just larger than life and so much fun. Dan Orlovsky, who is probably the smartest, he'd be a great guest for you guys on uh, a great speaker here just one of the best football minds but also teachers of the game I've loved learning football from him in a lot of ways he's made me a lot smarter I think when it comes to watching games too which we can all get better at that as we continue on in our careers Um, and just he he's like the corniest guy but he's so much fun he's such a he's we make fun of him so much but he takes it so well Ryan Clark who is so unique and um, brings a little bit of fire to the table at times so there they're just it's such a interesting mix of people that all are really good friends and that will always be good friends and i think that's so rare to find in this business so i'm like holding on tight to it i'm like no nobody leave me they're gonna make this last forever because they really are so special to me well there have been so many changes at espn too so it's great that you know you get to work with people you like and you know you never know what the moving parts guys and guys and gals coming in and out it's uh it's it's an interesting thing for sure we're thankful that they didn't change us up yeah okay just don't mess with us yeah we're we're, we're doing good okay (laughs) Well, we, uh, we're we getting the look, so that means Aww. we got to let you go. But I really appreciate the time and looking forward to seeing you back on the set. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I appreciate so it. So your first game for college is where? Uh, so we're going to Nashville this weekend for SEC Nation for Virginia, Tennessee. Can't wait to see. I think Tennessee people are sleeping on a little bit, so it'll be fun to see them and yeah. um, kind of get that rolling. And, yeah, back to NFL Live tomorrow too. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Success. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Of course.